Welcome back to the Ball State Daily News Sports Now podcast recorded on the day of Tuesday, September 17th. I'm your host, Grant Covey. Today we recap another busy week in Ball State athletics, high school football, and professional sports. As always, thanks for tuning in. Two episodes in now. The podcast is going great. I thank you for tuning in each and every week, and I hope you continue to do so because it's, what, 12 minutes? I think was last week's episode 12, 15 minutes of your day just to get you recapped on Ball State Sports. So I thank you for doing that, and thanks for taking time out of your day. You can get daily updates on everything happening around the daily news by following us on Twitter at DN underscore sports. Let's get into this week's episode. In football, the Cardinals suffered their second loss of the season this past Saturday. Ball State fell to Florida Atlantic 41-31. The Cardinals turned the ball over five times on Saturday. Four of those times took place in FAU territory. A fumble by Caleb Huntley on the goal line that would have gave the Cardinals a three-point lead in the third quarter. Instead, it gave the Owls a touchback. On the bright side, the Cardinals put up 470 yards of total offense. Ball State only allowed one score in the fourth quarter, but that was one too many when the team was trying to mount a comeback. Ball State is now 1-2 on the season. They finish their non-conference play next Saturday at NC State. That is a 7 p.m. kickoff. Ball State looking for one more win before it begins MAC play. In women's soccer, the Cardinals travel down to Florida this past weekend to take on Florida Atlantic and Florida Gulf Coast. Ball State lost both of those games this weekend. They were shut out in both of those as well. In the loss against FAU, it snapped a 16-game unbeaten streak set by the Cardinals dating back to last season. It was a 1-0 loss against the Owls. Tristan Studeville had nine saves on 10 shots. It was corner kicks that got the best of Ball State. FAU had 11 on the day to Ball State's 1. Offensive struggles continued on Sunday as the Cardinals were shut out for the second consecutive time. They fell to Florida Gulf Coast 2-0. It w- this was the first shutout in back-to-back games since September 23rd and 28th. The Cardinals outshot the Eagles 5-2 in the final 45 minutes of action, but it was not enough to mount a comeback for Ball State. This ends their season-opening road trip with a record of 1-2. They now are 5-2 on the season. They will return to the Briner Sports Complex on Friday to face Purdue-Fort Wayne at 5 p.m. Now on to women's volleyball. Over the weekend, the Cardinals traveled down to Northern Kentucky for the Northern Kentucky Tournament. They finished with a record of 1-2, defeating Northern Kentucky on Friday in five sets. That was the first road victory for Ball State this year. On Saturday, they had faced a doubleheader, and it was a bit of a different story for the Cardinals. Facing the University of Cincinnati in the first game, they fell 2-3. They won the first two sets, taking advantage of the Bearcats' 17 first-half errors. Cincinnati would go on to win three consecutive matches and take the match into five sets. In the second game, they fell to Notre Dame 1-3. A similar story in terms of game flow. The Cardinals won the first set, but it was the Irish claiming the next three set. Players that stood out for Ball State were freshman Natalie Reese, Natalie Mitchum, and Allison Hammamaker, combining for 95 of 172 total kills on the weekend. The Cardinals are now 4-5 and five on the season. This weekend, they return to Warthen Arena for the Ball State Active Ankle Challenge that begins on Friday at 4 p.m. This will be their last tournament before MAC play begins on September 26th. In women's field hockey, the Cardinals fell on Sunday to UMass of Lowell on the campus of Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. UMass Lowell outshot Ball State in terms of shots on goal 17-2. Freshman goalie Weesty Overdink recorded a season-best 14 saves while Hillary Scott collected one save of her own. 
On Monday, they played 13th-ranked Northwestern. It was a 2-0 loss for the Cardinals. The Wildcats improved to 6-2 on the season, while Ball State fell to 2-5. On the bright side, Ball State became one of three teams that has held Northwestern to only three scores this season. They stay on the road for two more games on Friday. They travel to Miami of Ohio for a 1 p.m. start. This will be their first game of the MAC conference and on Sunday they're in East Lansing to take on Michigan State at 11:30 a.m. The Ball State women's golf team was victory in the Cardinal Classic this week playing a total of 54 holes in two days the Cardinals were able to edge out IUPUI by two strokes to win with a team score of an 899 the Cardinals were able to hold the lead they gained on Monday after 36 holes of play. IUPUI led after the first 18 holes played on Monday, and Monday's second round, Ball State scored a 294, giving them the lead into Tuesday. Man and Tunnelam had the low score for the Cardinals, shooting a 222 through both days. Tegan Taylor shot a 223 for Ball State. Next up, a road trip to Fort Collins, Colorado to compete in the Ram Masters Invitational. The other Ball State golf team, the men's golf team, won the Golf Week Conference Challenge yesterday. With a team score of an 8.53, which is minus 11 to par, it gave the Cardinals a 15-shot win. Ball State will compete at the Trinity Forest Invitational in Dallas, Texas, this Sunday through Tuesday. Women's tennis joins the conversation this week as they head to West Lafayette for the Purdue Invitational that begins this Friday and runs through Sunday. In cross country, the Cardinals finished third for the second straight time this season. They finished third of 25 teams in the Spartan Invitational at Michigan State last Friday. Michigan State took home first place honors with 15 points. Grand Valley State was second with 58 points. And Ball State was third with 130 points. The Cardinals finished ahead of the other two MAC schools there, Bowling Green and Western Michigan. It was Maritza Rodriguez finishing with a time of 22 minutes and 9 seconds. The team now will have a week off before the Louisville Classic on October 5th. Now let's transition to our segment on Muncie area high school football teams. Each week we take a look at the six high schools surrounding the Muncie area and we update you on what the latest happenings is with them. We'll start with Blackford, a team that we skipped last week. I didn't skip, but uh, I missed last week in my preparation, so I do apologize for that. Starting with Blackford, the Bruins are 3-1 and one on the year, defeating Frankton 45 to nothing last Friday. They look to continue their success at home against Alexandria on Friday. Blackford is 3-1 and 2-0 and and oh in the Central Indiana Conference. Delta continues its winning ways. The Eagles defeated Yorktown 38-6 on Friday. Their offense is averaging 52.3 points per game, and their defense is only allowing 3.3 points per game. They've shut out two of their four opponents so far this year. They face Mount Vernon of Fortville on Friday. Delta is 4-0 on the season and ranked 7th in Class 4A, and they're 2-0 in the Hoosier Heritage Conference. Monroe Central defeated Southern Wells last Friday, 41-6. The Golden Bears are 3-1 on the season and have yet to begin Mid-Eastern Conference play. They will face undefeated number 1 South Adams at home. Monroe Central is ranked 6th in Class 1A. Muncie Central lost their fourth consecutive game last Friday. They fell to Richmond 16-12. The Bearcats are 0-4 on the season and 0-2 in the North Central Conference. They will be at home this week to face Indianapolis Tech. Westdale fell in a heartbreaker at Tri last week. They lost 21-20. 
The Warriors face Shenandoah this Friday at home. Westell is 1-3 and 0-1 and and in Mid-Eastern Conference play. And our final high school that we cover is Yorktown. As we mentioned previously in this segment, they were defeated by Delta 38-6 last week. They look to continue to bounce back this week at home to face Newcastle. Yorktown is 2-2 two two on the season and ranked number 12 in Class 3A. They're 0-2 in the Hoosier Heritage Conference play. Now on to our final segment where we update you on professional sports surrounding the Indianapolis area. The Indianapolis Colts defeated the Tennessee Titans on Sunday, improving their record to 1-1 one one on the season. The biggest storyline of the game, similar to that of week number one, it was Adam Vinatieri. He missed two extra points on Sunday. Vinatieri said earlier this week that he is not considering retirement. It's not an option, and he is trying, to, and he is trying something different for week three. The Colts have their home opener this week. They face the Atlanta Falcons for a 1 o'clock kick this Sunday down at Lucas Oil Stadium. So Adam Benateri, obviously he's a storied veteran. He's looking to uh, bounce back after a shaky start to the season. That's all we have for this episode. Don't forget to follow us at DN underscore sports and at Ball State Sports on Twitter for daily updates on everything happening around Ball State Sports. Thanks to the Daily News Sports writers for providing me with the information to do this podcast. Also, BallStateSports.com, a big contributor to the information that you hear uh, on this podcast. I couldn't do it without them, so I thank them very much. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week for Episode 4. Have a great week.